Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. I've decided to title this message, Hearing the Voice of the Shepherd. So if you're taking notes, you want to put that at the top of your notes. We're going to look at several scriptures that are relevant for the day that we are experiencing at the moment. Hearing the Voice of the Shepherd, or you can put Hearing the Voice of Our Shepherd. Jesus said in John's Gospel, chapter 10, verse 27 and 28, My sheep hear my voice. There is so many voices out there, especially in the day that we are living in. And most of them, if not all of them, are designed to communicate fear, dread, anxiety, and stress. So it is vitally important that more than any other time, the believer needs to learn how to hear the voice of the shepherd, the voice of the Lord deep within us. Jesus himself said, I know my sheep, they hear my voice and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. If Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, then I must believe and trust in his word. Because you and I are part of his sheepfold, we need to decree and declare by faith that we do hear the voice of the shepherd. This is my confession. Jesus, I am one of your sheep, therefore I decree that I hear your voice. He said it, my sheep hear my voice. And he said, I know them and they follow me. So in such fearful, volatile, dangerous times we are living in, Christians more than ever need to recognize, discern, and listen and obey the voice of the Spirit within us as our great shepherd guides us through the valley of the shadow of death. Truly, this world has become a valley of death, but our shepherd has promised that he will guide us through and he will protect us. I want to read Psalm 23, the whole psalm, and it's important that you spend time and meditate on these scriptures that I'm giving you today and feed your spirit and renew your mind with the voice of your shepherd. Psalm 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures, 
He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul and he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Notice the promises that our Lord has given us. He has promised that even in such times of fear and anxiety, he will lead us on to green pastures and still waters, refreshing us with his presence. The word of God does not change because circumstances in our lives change. He remains unchangeable. And that is why he is trustworthy. Now, the still small voice within us, which is the voice of the spirit or the voice of the shepherd, will always side with and reiterate again and again what the written word has promised us. The spirit and the word always agree. God will never tell you in the spirit something that is contrary or against the word of God. God's word is his voice. And God's word is his will. It will proclaim this voice within us. It will proclaim always good news. When God speaks, he never gives us bad news. It's always good. It's always encouraging. It's always comforting. That's how you can discern the voice of the devil or the enemy and the voice of the shepherd. Your shepherd, my shepherd, the Lord Jesus, the Holy Spirit will never communicate anything to you that will spread fear, anxiety or stress in your life. He will never tell you anything that will bring those things to you. His voice is always comforting, is always encouraging, and it's always strengthening us both in our spirit as well as in our soul. So the voice of the shepherd within us will proclaim the good news. It's always good news. And the powerful promises of God's protection over your life. The voice of the shepherd is the voice of faith. Faith has a voice. Fear has a voice. And we need to discern between the two. The voice of the shepherd is the voice of faith. And this is the voice that we should listen to and continually feed on. This voice on the inside needs to become clearer and clearer and needs to become louder and louder within us so that we may combat the voices that come from the outside and they spread fear and panic. I mean, if you, if you do nothing else but listen to the news all day, your life, your heart, your mind will be filled with fear and anxiety. 
So many people died there. So many people died today. So many people died in Italy. And they communicate fear and dread. But the voice of the Spirit will always communicate God's powerful promises of protection to those who believe. And this is the voice that we need to listen to. And this voice can only be found in the written word of God. So we need to stand strong in our faith because our faith is being challenged right now. Remember a few weeks ago, we did several teachings on the testing of our faith or the trial of our faith. This is an opportunity for believers to rise up, to stand up, and to decree and declare the word of God in a world that is filled with fear and panic. We are not of the world. We are in the world, but not of the world. The voice we listen to is not the voice of the world. And so we need to train ourselves to listen and to discern the voice of our shepherd. And we need to to stand strong in our faith, resist the fear, resist the dread that this virus is communicating. The Word of God says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 8 and 9, the following. Be sober, be vigilant. In other words, be alert. Wake up spiritually. Know what's going on in the spirit. There is a battle going on right now. And this battle is to capture the mind, the soul of the people. Peter says, be sober, be vigilant. Why? Because your adversary, the devil, he walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith. Our faith will resist him and our faith will overcome him. Faith will always overcome. This is the victory, John says, that overcomes the world, even our faith. And notice what the scripture says about the devil. As a roaring lion, he walks about seeking whom he may devour. That means he doesn't devour everybody. He may not devour me. He may not devour you. If we stand strong in our faith and resist him, in the power of the Spirit. Let me say this. The fear is real. The virus is real and destructive. But so is our faith in our Heavenly Father. His promises declare that greater is He that is in us than He that is in the world. The greater one lives within us, not outside of us, but within us. That doesn't mean we should not exercise wisdom or tempt the Lord in any way. We need to obey. We need to adhere to the directions our governments and medical experts are giving us and communicating to us. But don't let your heart be crippled with panic and with fear. That's very important. Now, a relevant, powerful verse or verses of promise that the Lord has given us is found, of course, in Psalm 91. I'm going to read from, uh, um, sorry, no, Psalm 27, verses 1 through 3. Notice what the psalmist said concerning fear. He said, 
The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? He asks a question. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and my foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. The devil's master weapon is fear. The enemy cannot do anything to you unless you are afraid. Fear is the open door that gives access to the devil's destructive work in our lives. Job said, that which I greatly feared has come upon me. In other words, if you are a Bible scholar, you will read that God hedged Job in with an invisible covering and the devil couldn't get to him. But Job himself tore down that invisible covering through his fears. He constantly feared. He feared about his children. He feared about his livestock. And he said by his own mouth, that which I greatly feared has come upon me. So fear gives access to the devil's work in our lives, just as faith gives access to God's work in our in our lives and in our family. So the devil's master weapon is fear. Notice how the psalmist deals with the fear. He sets his will against it and he says, my heart shall not fear. We need to stand up to fear and say to it, I will not fear. I am not afraid. I set my will against fear. I'm not afraid of this virus, for greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. The word of God says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Amen. So we need to set our will against the spirit of fear. There is, as I say, there is a battle going on right now. My heart goes out to those who are ignorant of the word of God. They have no defense against the spirit of fear. Unless you have the spirit of faith, you will over be overcome and give in to the spirit of fear. So there is a battle going on right now for the minds of the people. And it's up to us. Who will you allow to capture your heart and soul? Fear of the virus or faith in God and his word? And so the choice is ours. We need to choose and to stand on the promises of God. Now is the time to prove that the word of God is real, our faith is real, and we will stand against this virus. Our great shepherd will always remind us of the blood covenant we have with God the Father through his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And that blood covenant says, when I see the blood I will pass over you. Remember, in the day where the Lord delivered Israel from the hand of Pharaoh, 
and death went throughout the land of Egypt and struck every firstborn of male and female and animals and everything. All of the firstborns died. And the Lord instructed Moses to tell the children of Israel to take a lamb, to sacrifice that lamb, to take of the blood of the lamb and sprinkle it on the doorposts of the homes. And God said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Death passed over them and did not enter the house to strike the firstborn. Now, it's interesting that the Lord did not look what kind of people were in the house, whether they were good people, bad people, black people, white people. He just looked for the blood. He says, when I see the blood on the doorposts, I will pass over you. Do you know that the Holy Spirit has marked you with an invisible mark because you belong to him? You are God's. He set his seal upon you. The blood of Christ has been sprinkled upon you because you're a believer. And when he sees the blood, he'll pass over you. He cannot touch you. He cannot penetrate the bloodline. Thank God for the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus, of course, is our lamb of sacrifice. He was sacrificed. He shed his blood on our behalf so that we might be redeemed from the curse of the law. Now, I want to share something interesting with you. Here's the question. How does the written word of God become a powerful voice within us? I mean, the written word of God is in the Bible. It's in the book. It's, it's ink written on paper. How does the written word of God become a powerful voice on the inside of us, speaking to us, guiding us, directing us, and protecting us? Proverbs chapter 4 verse 20 gives us the answer. Listen to what Proverbs 4.20 says. My son, attend to my words or give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. An interesting phenomenon takes place within us when we spend time attending to the written word of God. The letter of the word changes into the sayings of the Spirit. The letter of the word changes into the sayings of the Spirit when we spend time attending, studying, and meditating the written word of God. The written word becomes alive and it becomes a powerful voice speaking to you from deep within your spirit. That is powerful. Let's read that verse again and you will see it. My son, Pay attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do you see it? When you attend to the word, the word becomes the sayings of the Spirit within you. It is like the Holy Spirit will take the word that you meditate and write it on the walls of your heart, your spiritual heart, 
And when you need that word to speak to you, that word will rise up, become a live and powerful voice speaking to you. When you need direction, he'll give you direction. When you need strength, he will give you strength. When you need comfort, he'll give you comfort. When you're fearful, he will rise up and give you courage and faith in the midst of fearful circumstances. That is why the word of God is such a precious, precious gift that God has given us. So if we want the word of God to become a living and powerful voice within us, guiding and protecting and encouraging us, we must invest the time that is required in attending to it and studying it. We need to treat the word with honor, with respect, and consider the word of God as the most precious and valuable thing because that is the only thing that will feed and nurture our faith and thus enabling us to stand and even thrive in these perilous times that are upon us. Here's another promise from God that is so relevant today, that is so appropriate for these present days that we are living in. These verses are taken from Psalm 91. The whole of Psalm 91, it's imperative that you learn it and you, you learn to quote it off by heart. This is a very powerful psalm of divine protection for God's people. I'm going to read a few verses from verse 4 through 7 and 9 through 11. The Word of God says, God shall cover you with his feathers. Under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. And you shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. You need to take these words and make them yours. How do you take what is written in the word of God and make it yours? Simply by confessing it, by quoting the word of God. This is the way you should pray. Lord, I thank you that a thousand may fall at my side, 10,000 at my right hand, but it shall not come near me or my family. Because I have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the Most High God, my dwelling place, no evil shall befall me, nor shall any plague come near my dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over me to keep me in all of my ways. What a powerful promise from God. This is the day in which we need to believe that, to confess it, to pray it often every day as we go out and as we come in. The word says, blessed shall you be when you go out and blessed shall you be when you come in. Blessed will be the work of your hands. We need to stand on these promises of God. Now, Having these precious promises from God our Father, 
we should let our heart and mind continually and daily feed on them, meditate on them, and let our spirit man grow strong in God's ability to shield and to protect us, not just from this deadly virus, but from everything that is destructive out there that steals, kills, and destroys. Amen. Listen to what Jesus is saying to us right now. In the midst of this turmoil, in the midst of this pandemic, he says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Did you hear that? Jesus is speaking to you right now and to me. And we need to often stop, be still, and listen. He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. The Bible says that the peace of God that passes all understanding is made available to every believer. It serves, this peace of God serves as a guard and it guards our hearts and minds from all fear, from all anxiety, from all depression. But the secret is to let the peace of God reign within us. You see, we are the ones who could either let the peace reign or let the fear reign. That's why Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid, but rather let the peace of God guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus our Lord. You see, the force of fear comes from the outside voices. And there are many outside voices that vie for our attention. They're screaming at us. You know, wherever we go, it's, if it's not the radio, it's the TV. If it's not the TV, it's the Facebook. Wherever we go, there are voices coming from outside. And these voices, they communicate fear, not faith. But the force of peace comes from within our born-again, recreated spirit. And peace is one of the fruits of the Spirit of God within us. God the Father gives us His peace, of course, in the midst of a storm. But we need to allow that peace to rule, to reign, to have dominion, both in our hearts and in our minds. That's why the psalmist said, be still and know. We should often practice just being still. And in that stillness of our soul, listen intently to the voice within. It will speak to you. God will speak to you because he desires to speak and to have fellowship with every single one of his children. Don't accept the fear. Don't accept the worry. Don't accept the anxiety. It doesn't come from God. 
you need to resist those things. You have a symptom in your body and the first thing that the enemy says, ah, cancer, this, arthritis, or whatever. You know, the enemy is not going to give you anything positive. He's not going to quote to you the scripture, by his stripes you were healed. When that happens, you need to stop and be quiet and listen to the voice within. What does the Spirit tell you? It will bring up the word, which you, of course, have studied and meditated on. God and his word will always remain unchangeable in an ever-changing world. Methods and means may change, cultures may change, but our God remains the same. Malachi chapter 3 verse 6 says, I am the Lord and I do not change. Aren't you glad that God does not change? That one day he's up and the next day he's down. One day he loves you, the next day he's angry with you. He never changes. He remains the same, constant. His love and his mercy remain the same. His approach towards you and me will always remain the same. Now, our behavior may change from day to day. And of course, this may cause us to think that because our behavior changes, God's approach and attitude towards us may change, but it does not. There is nothing you and I can do that will ever change his love and his mercy towards us. There is nothing in this world that can ever separate us from his love, which is rooted and is based in Christ Jesus our Lord. And the Bible says that we have a blood covenant with God the Father and with Jesus his Son. This covenant was cut between the Father and the Son. And this covenant is unbroken because neither one of them can break that covenant. It's impossible for God to break his word. And it's impossible for Jesus to break his word. Therefore, it's an unbreakable covenant, an unchangeable covenant. Regardless of what you and I do or don't do, that covenant remains intact. And it is within that covenant that we are blessed, protected, and covered. And that should give us great encouragement. That should give us great comfort. Amen? Aren't you glad that God doesn't change, that his love never changes towards you, regardless of your behavior, that he continues to shower his love and blessing and mercy because you are in Christ Jesus? Amen. That is a fact. And that's what Paul says to the Romans. And in closing, I want to read a few verses from the book of Romans. Paul, writing to the believers in Rome, shares this wonderful revelation with them. And I want you to read it together with me. Romans chapter 8, verses 31 to th through to 39. Romans 8, verse 31 through to 39. Paul says, inspired by the Spirit, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, 
but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword as it is written? For your sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. You and I should meditate daily and feed on these words. Build up our faith in God's love and mercy. Living a life that is filled with gratitude in our hearts. Praise to our Heavenly Father who made all this possible for us through Jesus Christ our Lord. Isn't he wonderful? Isn't he gracious? Isn't he loving? Isn't he marvelous? This is the God whom we serve. The God who loves us and the God who made provision for us. Praise God forevermore. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources or more information about this ministry, come and visit us at alphaomegaint.org.za.